Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Top 5, the patron-only podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a good friend. We discuss the top five of a topic of our choice so today. It's my friend. It's David Quinn, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yay! This is this is such a this is a big moment for me because it's been a long time since I've seen you. And I know. I think the last time I saw you, you threw cake at me, and then. Um, no, no, no! I remember no. the last because that memory came up in uh, <laughs> on Facebook yesterday because you posted about. Oh really? It. But the last time I saw you was just on the street two years ago at <laughs> yes. Comedy Festival. And yep. then I was thinking, when was the last one before that? And then I reckon it was our mutual friend uh, Ben's house. Uh, oh, my God. In like 2000 and oh, I'm going to say like six. I reckon that was the last oh, time before no. that. Yep. That, okay. That sounds with, about right. But with yeah. social media, you, you pop up. Even though you don't physically see people, you do pop up. So let's, let's just tell the listeners yes. where we actually know each other from. Well, this is what, 2000? No. God, 2001? 1990, 1999. Oh, <laughs> Another millennium ago. <laughs> I actually have totally different numbers in front of it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 1999, you were at University of Tasmania uh, yep. studying Bachelor of Performing Arts, and I was one year ahead of you? I think, I think you were two years ahead of me. Oh, God. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm even older. Cool. Yes. So Yeah, because oh, oh, I was third year when you were first year. That's it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, so we both studied. Yeah. We both, in that first year, we were both in the same uh, play. So the, the University of Tasmania, the, they used to do this great thing called the Student Directed Program. Oh, so good. And it was pretty much giving third years, like, responsibility to choose their own play, direct their own play, cast their own play. And we were cast together in the same. Do you remember what the play was? Was this family rang for Mr. Whippy? No, no. 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 Which one was it? Christy and Love. <clears throat> oh, my God. So, F- Philip Styler was the director. Oh, my God. I forgot you this entirely. I know. You, me and Mick Coleman, it was the first time my parents had made the trip up to watch me <laughs> in a play in Launceston. Yeah, that, that huge two and a bit hour trek or something like that. Yeah, but back then, yeah. my parents would never drive. And no. The first scene of that play, so you and, you and Mick would do some bawdy limericks. <laughs> that was like the first five minutes of the play. Which my parents loved. They're like, oh, oh good. This, is, this is funny. This is great. <laughs> and then I, and oh, for the listener. So the whole set was, it was like a boxing ring, but it had chicken wire around instead of ropes, chicken wire. Oh, my and God. And then it was filled up with paper, like scrunched up newspaper. Yes. For about uh, two foot off the ground. Was yeah. There. And I was under the newspaper <laughs> for this first bit. And then I appeared, and with the lighting behind me, not in front, so it was just my silhouette, and I masturbated, like, or s- s- like simulated it. Good, uh, I'm glad. And, and it was like a hose pipe that there, yeah, and, and that was like the, my first minute scene. And it was like my parents going, "So this is what we're paying for, okay? Yeah, this is great." <laughs> I have a feeling that that's probably one I didn't let my parents come and see. Yeah, 
Wow. Um, so that was that. For, and then, so you graduated, oh but you God. were still around. You're still like, yeah, you're still living was, in Launceston. Yeah. And then the I next did that year, for a very long time. Oh, so Christian Love was. I was. I played uh, a serial killer who'd been uh, who was being interrogated. That's right. Yeah. And then the next year, we were in a play called The Interrogation. Oh shit, man! Yeah. You are you are just like. Opening up all of these old memories, yeah. and I've realised how much shit I'd forgotten from uni. Yeah, so oh I was once again being interrogated. <laughs> I, really I can understand why you held that against me. You know, <laughs> clearly, like I had a, a bad relationship with you, and I'm sorry. But who it was you? Me, Nathan Berry, I think directed it. Or yeah, because it was was it. Pinter or something like that. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I, I almost want to look it up, but that would. Be I, I don't. I don't boring. think it was Pinter because I don't remember there being that many pauses in between <laughs> every every line. But I remember my nan came to this one, and in this one it was quite uh, quite not violent, but like it was. I was really being thrown around a fair bit. Right. And, um, and my nan afterwards goes, I wanted to. I wanted to jump down and smack that boy who was hitting you, which was you. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I remember who the else was in it. Sarge. Was it, is that what his name? Yes. He had, he had long hair and a moustache. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't, that's in, like, the guy in the local area called Sarge who had walked with a cane? Oh, I can't or was that the character? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. But uh, anyway. There, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's where we come from. Yeah. Well, that that is where we came from. But then, like, we sort of worked more together later on, where we were a part of this thing that I, I look back on with so much, like, love and fondness. We we because we were doing stuff there that was experimental as hell. Yeah. Like we we were doing a a, a pub based theater show every week that was a soap opera, but it was all improv with what eight. 10 characters? Yeah, I, I was late to that. I, I reckon I came like episode four or five. Even still, that's like, I you know. know, we still did two seasons of yeah. it. But I was so <laughs> three, so Sorry. jealous finding out that it was starting oh, right. and I wasn't involved. So it was like Stuart Loon, you, Nathan Berry, Jeremy Fee, Fleur, Carly Watley, uh, Jace uh, yep. Morrison, all these like who were like, and it was like this cool little click. And I talk about this to people, like going, it was packed. It was at the Royal Oak Hotel. There was there would have been 150, 200 people yeah. plus every Thursday night for yeah. 10 weeks. Yeah. Like chockers. And so the show was we would have devised kind of just the bare bones of it for the first half. Then we'd say yeah. to the audience, all right, what do you want to happen next? We'll take suggestions. I'd write them down. People would yell out. We'd go off, have a break. Everyone go get beers. Come yeah. back for the second act. Yeah, and and then at the end of the play, we'd also say, okay, put. And this is where it got really ballsy. We're like, put your suggestions on our website. Yeah, like this is this is pre Facebook. This is just like send us emails with your suggestions, and then we get together on a Sunday. Yeah, and kind of nut out vaguely what we were going to do, but. But it was like theatre sports in the sense that, like, you've got this one person who's guiding the the story. Like, there are three different rooms, and you could uh, bring a room to life, and the people in that room just had to improv. Yeah, fucking go for it. Yeah. And and if and this is where you got the 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 smartest with it. He could then you know ding a thing, and you'd have to have an internal monologue. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> and your internal monologues were the thing that just were fucking showstoppers. Well, this is this is why I do comedy because of that. That's Big. what I thought. Yeah. Like because my character, I remember I played songs. It was when I first mm. started playing guitar, and Rick Sheshire was in the audience. He would go to all of them, and he oh, uh, yeah, yeah. had he was a, the artist. Yeah, he had a, he had a zine called Clunk Magazine or Clunk Zine. Yeah, and he said, "Oh, hey, I'm doing a a little um like a fundraiser for my zine." Do you want to come and do a spot? And it was my first ever stand-up spot. And you emceed. Yeah, right. Because I, I remember doing yeah. it. But first, I didn't realise that was your first ever. It was my first ever stand-up spot. And then someone in the audience was bringing in Rod Quantock <laughs> like the following week and said, do you want to do the, Do you want to host that? And then Rod said, hey, if you're really serious about comedy, you should actually move to Melbourne and try and do it. And yeah, so right. that was that was the – and it all kind of happened at the right time. Like me and Megan broke up just yep. before that. And so I was like, all right, I want to do something for me. I want to actually, like, I can go off and do whatever I want now. Yeah. Uh, not that, like, not that, like, oh, she, well, she was holding me back. It was just that thing. No, like, no, no. But it's that thing where yeah. you, like, I, this is the same reason I left Tasmania. Yeah. You know, I'd been in a long-term relationship and then it ended and you're like, ah, I think yeah. I've done everything I need to do here. Exactly. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd, time to go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then, so that uh, whole, whole thing is how me and David know each other. Yeah. <laughs> Going back 20 plus years. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, now, no. You've got on, you have done, like, you've always been interested in in film and pop culture and stuff like that. And that's what you kind of do now in your uh, career. Yeah, yeah. So basically, for the past, oh God, since 2005, uh, we've had a, uh, we started a podcast before people knew what podcasts were, where yep. we had to explain, it's like the radio, but on your internet. Yeah. Um, uh, that was basically just a movie review show. Um, yep. You know, there's three billion of them now. Back in 2005, we were to the point where we were actually um, in the National Library in Canberra as being culturally significant. Excellent. And we were like, cool, sweet. I don't know what the fuck that means, but whatever. So we did that for five, six years, something like that. And then we all sort of moved away and, and did other things. And then in the middle of that, I started working for a big uh, event called Supernova, which is big pop culture, um, nerd, Comic-Con type thing. Yep. And did that for 15 years. And then this year I stopped because Nazis. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. Do you feel, yeah. can I just say, do you feel almost like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not content, content, but the fact that the world has caught up to you because you were always into <laughs> like comic books and Marvel yeah. and DC and all that kind of stuff. And now... The whole world is on your side. Yeah, it, it is lovely because now you can have a conversation with people and they don't look at you like you're a complete weirdo. Yeah. It's, yeah and, you know, there, there is that really nice thing of going, oh, you all know what, you know, Baby Yoda looks like, don't you? Yeah. 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 He's, he's a float in Thanksgiving Day parades. Yeah, cool. Because I remember there's a, there was a kid at my high school who was really into Transformers, like really yeah. into Transformers. And then when yeah. those movies became the biggest movies in the world at that time, I'm like... Oh, Kevin must be loving this. He must be like, <laughs> I told you. I told yeah, you it was cool. See, yeah, yeah. see, everybody, look, see. <laughs> yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.